Hello, hello. Welcome to Random Acts of Living. I'm your host, Emilia Nordhuk. Thank you for joining me today. I'm really excited about the story that I have to tell you. So let's go ahead and just dig right into the meat of it. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to the post-election edition of Random Acts of Living. I'm Amelia, and I am here to tell you that we made it through. Woohoo! And and it's great to be on the other side. We're still massaging, getting through this last little bit of um, of the final the final count of mail-in ballots. We knew it was going to be hard. We knew it was going to be long. We knew it would come at the end. And um, I'm just really, it just does my heart so good to know that this was like a historic voter turnout. 67% of registered voters. That's amazing. That's the most that has ever happened in the last hundred years. So that's astonishing. Um, yay, yay team. And yeah, so we do have a lot to talk about today and for the weeks that will follow. So I, um, but I do want to give a shout out to everybody that helped to launch my podcast last week and that listened to the, the episodes and left reviews and, um, reached out to me and, um, and passed it on. And yeah, thank you so much. I really, really appreciate the love. I appreciate your intent. I appreciate you like sharing it. And I really appreciate everybody just being in the space um, with me right now and moving forward. And I'm excited about this journey and I'm excited to, um, to get some guests on and to do some discussions and to take the art V out on the road and, and meet some people. I have a feeling. I may go to Georgia. Hmm. I wonder what's down there. Anyway, so, so this week was the election. Tuesday, November 3rd, uh, 2020. <laughs> may it rest in infamy. But, uh, on this election, I decided to, um, apply as a poll worker because in Iowa, they were short. And uh, of poll workers, um, many poll workers are older, and um, because of COVID, there have been, um, you know, just people taking precautions and being more careful. And um, and also, the way that they uh, designate poll workers <laughs> to the polls is that they like to have an even amount of Democrats and Republicans. So, as a registered Democrat in Iowa. <laughs> I'm kind of a rare bird. So, um, so they needed to basically fly me in to, uh, this little town, Elma, which is about a 45 minute drive from, um, from my parents' house. And, um, it, it's really, it's really interesting. And I was really excited to take part of, of this side of democracy because, you know, you always see it like all of these mostly women, um, you know, running, running the polls. And it's like, wow, what's going on? Like, how, how, how do you do this? And one of the things that struck me uh, when I went in to work, I went to a training and then I also um, worked 15 hours on Tuesday, just like everyone else. Isn't that amazing? Everybody <laughs> works at least 15 hours 
on election day. And some people work longer depending on how late the polls would stay open, how many people are in line. I mean, I'm really impressed that we're able to run the voting poll so well. And, and this is a huge part of keeping this democracy accessible and making sure that, you know, there's no suppression and, you know, other shenanigans going on at uh, the voter polls. And we know shenanigans happen, but that's why you need to have lots of people. That's why you, people need to show up and do these jobs. And, um, and although there's a nominal pay, um, it's, it's mostly, you know, you do it because it's important work. So I was really happy that I got to be chosen to be a poll worker. And I did the training and then I showed up uh, at six in the morning <laughs> to Elma, Elma, Iowa, um, which is, a, you know, a rural town uh, in northeast Iowa. So and it was great. Uh, the drive from my house to Elma was dark and, you know, like pre-dawn. So I got up at the butt crack of dawn and uh got dressed and packed on my food because you're just just a long day and you have to bring everything with you and um and especially in a rural area there's you know no you know handy stores to run out to and stuff like that so and then as i was driving and listening to the radio these songs started coming on and i was like is this a good omen or a bad omen so there was like the first song was um, the Eagles, there's going to be a heartbreak tonight. The second song was The Clash, Should I Stay or Should I Go? The third song was a remix of Lean on Me, a, a reggae remix. And the fourth song was Phil Collins, something coming on the wind tonight. Oh, uh, coming on the air tonight. That's always nice. So I was like, whoa, this is all over the place. Little did I, you know, understand it very early in the morning that that entire day and the next day and the next day after that, we're all going to play out like every single one of the sentiments in those songs. Um, it was just like a roller coaster of emotion and, um, <clears throat> and nail biting uh, moments uh, that we're still kind of going through, but it, I think it's getting clear. Um, what's happening. So as I'm driving, I, I don't hit a skunk. Someone else had hit a skunk, but I passed the roadkill and it's just awful. It's just God awful. My eyes like tear up, well up. And I'm just like, ah, and I start to like, kind of like choke <laughs> because it's just like so strong. And it kind of like hangs out in the car. It like, kind of like wafted up there and then like, didn't go. And and at this moment, after listening to all these songs, I just like burst into tears. And I think it was like the relief that election day was finally here that, you know, we would like have a definitive answer, you know, after this evening. And of course, I truly believed that it was going to be, you know, a blue wave. And, you know, not only would, uh, would the Democrats win the presidency, but we would take back the Senate and retain the, um, the majority in the house. Hmm. So, so all that. Yeah. So, so 
and then and so I'm crying and and uh, and I'm driving and crying and smelling stinky skunk, ugh, dead skunk, in the car and um and then I I get to um the Legion Hall which is where they set up the pull polling place and in Elma and um pull myself together and get out and you know all these lovely women who've been working uh, the polls for several elections um are are there and have already been setting up and it's just six o'clock so we have another hour um to finish getting ready and and getting everything up before the polls open and uh and it's just really interesting, you know, like I said earlier, like understanding everything that goes into making, you know, free accessible elections happen. Like it's a lot of work. And I'm truly surprised that nothing worse happens. <laughs> like there aren't like huge mistakes. And, um, and I'm really impressed with the systems that, um, people have gotten, have put into place to ensure, um, security and to ensure, um, accessibility. And no, it's not always perfect, but I mean, with everything that could go wrong, that doesn't go wrong, it's pretty amazing. Um, so given that, so I'm helping to set up and we're, um, you know, and introducing myself. And of course, everybody asks, oh, are you like so-and-so's daughter? Are you, yeah, I know your mom. And, you know, like all of the connections that are made, you know, via your your family in rural areas. So, um, so yes, and there were some connections. So it was very interesting to, um, to discuss that. And then in like giving me my, my role, for, for the poll watching. Um, so everybody had already had, you know, they've worked together before they're from Elma. And so they know each other quite well. And, um, so they all had their roles and they're just like, you are going to be in charge of the ballot box and making sure that people get their ballot in right. And, and once you put your ballot in, um, you have a green light that goes on that lets you know that your vote has been cast. My favorite phrase of the day, congratulations, your vote has been cast. Thank you so much for participating in democracy. And then the other thing I got to do, because I, I just grabbed the, the roll of stickers, the I voted stickers, the coveted I voted stickers. Yeah, I got to hand out the coveted I voted stickers. So there were over 435 people that um, showed up to vote in Elma and 432 of them took I voted stickers, which was so exciting for me. <laughs> um, yeah, so I'm like, maybe in my heart, I'm like a kindergarten teacher. Here's your sticker, honey. But it was also like people were gleeful having, being able to participate in, uh, in democracy and getting to have that sticker, right? That just is kind of like for a day. Anyway, it's like your badge and we're all the same because we all have this badge of being having participated in democracy and so whoever you vote for there's that moment when we're all together um doing doing good and so that was exciting the other thing i got to do um because it's covid was to um sterilize the voting booths in between um voters and i started to say i'm disinfecting for democracy and then I realized, like, there's just so much <laughs> in that phrase to unpack. 
You know, especially right now, disinfecting for democracy can mean so much. Not just cleaning the space so that nobody gets COVID, but making sure like all of the spaces are clean so that people can participate in democracy, so that there is equality, so that we do, you know, are able to um, address, you know, racial justice issues. And you know, really make these changes that we need to make. So we really all need to be disinfecting for democracy. We need to get rid of all of those crummy little germs that are like buzzing around trying to infect democracy and make it not work. And, you know, and especially those giant orange germs that are really getting in there and making things all gunky and gross. They gotta go. So I think we do have the tools to disinfect democracy, but I was happy to be the disinfector for democracy on Tuesday, although my my fingers are a little chapped, (laughs) as it were, from spraying the disinfectant uh, so often. Um, Because, you know, cleaning up between like 430 voters, like that's a lot of disinfecting. I'm happy to do it. I'm happy to make democracy work my part for that amazing day and uh and for that day i really did feel even though this area is um uh, very conservative and so most of the voters uh voted republican um i actually felt like there was a buoyancy um there was like almost like a, a little festiveness about being able to come out and vote for everyone, um, no matter, you know, what the political persuasion was. Um, uh, you know, I mean, I, we got a lot of work to do because a lot of people seem to not be bothered that, um, that we have systemic racism, misogyny, homophobia, economic inequity, oh, you know, climate change, like all of this stuff that is really hard. But we do have some something good to celebrate. And this is what I want to end on, is that even though all of this may not have gone the way we, we wanted it to go, it wasn't a blue wave, it was barely a blue wall. But Biden did win over 4 million votes. That's amazing. So Biden won the popular vote. And even more amazing is this is a historic win because we have our first woman, woman of color, a vice president. And that's amazing. And we all need to get down and celebrate that in such a big way. Because a win is a win. And whatever's happening in the world, whatever's happening in the United States as, um, as this might be challenged or uh, all of this discussion around voter fraud or not voter fraud or stopping the count and all of this stuff. First off, that's nonsense. And we just need to stop that in its tracks. And anybody Republican or Democrat who continues to repeat that just needs to stop saying that. So, so there's that protect our democracy, end of story. And, um, and what I've seen all of these people are working really hard to make sure everybody has a chance to participate and are taking care of it. So, you know, we also need to take care of them 
and value the work that all of these people have done to ensure our democracy. And the more we, you know, talk crap about them, the more we say, oh, it's, it was, you know, maybe not done work. You know, you just, you make them feel bad because they, they're working really hard. <laughs> and if somebody made a mistake, well, they made a mistake. It wasn't, you know, something done on purpose. I mean, I think that people take this really seriously and are really careful and are really concerned with making sure voter fraud does not happen. But we have to celebrate this moment. This is history in the making. And we have the first woman vice president of the United States of America. So in the middle of of what felt like the longest and darkest and most isolating year, I think we have some joy and we have a definite win. So good work, America. <laughs> we got this. We totally got this. And we can do better and we will do better and we will make sure there's equality for all of our people. We will persist and we will continue and we will do this. Thank you for joining me. And if you found this interesting or provocative or maddening, well, leave me a review and tell me about it. Drop me a line. Let me know some of your stories. And thanks again for joining me. I look forward to talking to you again. Have a great day. Be well. Stay present. Aloha. Aloha.